1: Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway. Sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising.
3: Wait, just wait.
1: Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show, episode 479. I'm Mike Sorg, at Sorgatron, on the Twitter. It's here in Pittsburgh, PA, ready to get wrestling with you. Okay, podcasty wise whatever the case is. With me on the line, back after his week hiatus uh, in Papertown, it is Papa Lunchbox.
3: What's up, everybody? What the fuck is up? What's up, what the fuckers? What the fuckin' nuts? What the fuck stack? Fuck shit stack? What the fuck? What the fucking ears? What the fuck... Uh, fuck what? uh What the fuck? What the, what's happening?
1: That's Is probably not the that mo- show? It, the, no, that's, that, was, that was something else. But thank you for hitting our swear quota right off the bat. How the fuck?
3: We need to get Barack Obama on this show. <laughs> and we need to be more like WTF to get Barack Obama on this show. Oh, okay. Show.
1: All right, so we need to hate life. So we just need to be like every other wrestling podcast.
3: I was going to say, we're wrestling fans. We've got hating life like cornered.
1: Okay, okay,
3: I got you. They've I got, got that you. Market on lockdown.
1: All right. All right. Um all uh, coming at us uh from the uh satellite studio in Corpus Christi, Texas is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling. He's Amen Payton and I, he's stuck on a weird pose right there for whatever reason. There he is.
0: Hey, I'm here now.
1: Less happy and delayed. How you doing? Amen to please on the twitters.
0: Good. It's daylight here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what's really up with sunlight. that? Science? What the hell?
0: Weird. How weird is that? Uh, but no, I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited. Time to talk about some good old-fashioned professional wrestling as opposed to the independent wrestling, which we'll save for later.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Give it a one, up one time for our interview later tonight on the Indie Mayhem Show. Also back okay. with us, he's the man with Riz Plays Games, sometimes at a wrestling game, okay. so you can go check that out as well. He's also on the great com, including the Boss Battle Podcast. He is the Riz.
2: Sorg, I haven't done a wrestling game in a while. Thank you for mentioning that. But you have. Uh, I, I will probably do one though in the in the later. If you guys want, uh, I got a good one on mind. Uh, but yeah, you can ch- follow RizPlays Games on the uh, on YouTube. Oh, wait, we're not plugging things yet. Hi, Sorg.
1: Hello, hello. I, I don't
2: do- know how things work in this place. Is this the part where we say good times?
1: no no not, not yet it's no it's early oh no uh it's coming up but no you can find out more about this show other shows that we're doing we have so much going on from the great crew at the wrestling mayhem show including the midweek wars the wrap-ups for your total divas and and your tough Enoughs. that's probably more enta- entertaining than tough enough is to be quite honest and but maybe not quite as entertaining as tough not tough talk but very close and uh you can subscribe to this all those shows right over there please leave comments especially on itunes it means a a whole lot if you're able to do that if you've been digging the show for a while and if not just even put a star rating it helps people find the podcast yeah uh, because a lot of them get out of itunes please subscribe to the youtube and also you can drop us a line at that email address Good times time. That's right, that's right. Good times at Wrestling dot or four one two two zero six two zero six zero. I'm allergic. <laughs> allergic to good times. That's unfortunate. I'm allergic to good times at Wrestling No, that's not true. That's unfortunate. That's not true. Hey, if you like our music at the beginning and the end of the show, please go check out basic sickness He is uh actually in the works, I understand, of a new album and there's free music over there and music videos and he's pretty kick ass and a cool dude. Uh but anyways, uh so, coming around, uh, 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 you can also support us on Patreon. Uh, become a patron if you dig the show. Uh, I mean, there's other ways. We'll talk about them later here uh, that you can support us and put some clothing on your back. But if you just want to toss a few bucks and get something extra, like we find out how Bobby is going to become a Juggalo jiggalo after this week's gathering of the Juggalos. I almost said the other thing. Uh, you, can, you have to go watch it on Gold because we forgot to stream it to all you guys in the chat room. Sorry about that. <laughs> yes, so it's very exclusive. Go pay the buck, even if it's just for the week, to find out why Bobby becomes a juggalo-juggalo over at patreon.com slash show. These guys are going to find out, including uh, our friend Ciro uh, Antonio Garza, who joins us frequently on the Midweek War. Uh, check out his site, wrestlingrevolution.net, and on Twitter at TheWRevolution. And also our good friend, also a longtime Patreon supporter, <gasps> Bye! Woo! Thank you so much. Good friends of the show helping out and, and contributing to the show as well. So let's By
2: the way, uh, sword. Yes. Congratulations to Bo F and Diggity.
1: Oh what happened?
2: He had a little baby.
1: He had another baby diggity. He had another baby? He had another baby diggity. I didn't even know there was another baby on the way. I've yeah, not... I, I didn't know that either. <laughs> was this is this a secret surprise
2: baby? No. He had it, like, a few days ago.
1: I am not reading how his Twitter. How do you Twitters? not know
2: this about Bo Diggity?
1: I don't know how I don't know this about Bo Diggity. I, I feel I feel horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, congratulations to Bo Diggity and a new baby Diggity. Uh, uh, congrats. Congrats. All right. Into the show. Let's start with new. We talked about new life. Now let's talk about death. Um <laughs>
2: Oh wow. God. Yes. That's a that's bring
1: it down. I'm gonna bring it down a notch. Let's talk about the Undertaker. He returned this weekend at a battleground and even came to a Raw. Spiffy. Uh so so so, so oh okay. We didn't get an ending to our pay per view. We're not paying sixty five dollars for this thing, so mm. it really is Sunday night SmackDown, to be quite honest. Um which we kind of figured these were going to end up being sooner or later, uh, with the WWE Network and and kind of that kind of shift happening here. So, what do you? How do I put the question? Um, I feel like we're going into an attitude type storyline here. I think it's great. I'm also a longtime fan of the Undertaker from back when he came out with. Po- the Million Dollar Man, actually. Uh, so I'm excited for this, and I'm excited for what's happening with this. What uh, are you? What are your, your take? Well, let's go to the youngin' first. Uh, Amon, uh- <laughs> Eamon, what are you? What's your take on this? Uh,
0: I, I think Raw extremely helped with the excitement level going mm-hmm. into this matchup. Um, I, I am very excited for this matchup. I do think it was a bit of a case uh, coming off just from, from Battlegrounds alone. Of it being, it kind of showed their hand of being like, we should have Taker versus Lesnar as like a marquee match for SummerSlam. Let's figure out a way to get to it. Mm -hmm. Because I I do have problems with the whole idea that, you know, it it is kind of a shades of gray thing in the fact that this makes Undertaker look like a bit of a heel. Okay. You know, I, both because Lesnar has been getting a lot of face reaction lately and, and has been kind of, like, the top baby face, I would say, for the most part, uh, in the company, and the fact that Lesnar beat him clean at Mania, so, like, Taker wanting revenge is kind of weird, you know what I mean? Like, it, like Lesnar cheated mm-hmm. or something, like, sure, but, like, he got to beat you clean, you know? Um, And I also don't think... It, I feel like it would have meant more if we hadn't already seen Taker Takeover Mania. You know, if they held off, I guess, in a sense, and right, and we're gonna do this big debut because there is the—I mean, it's a valid point. Like, why did Taker stop Brock Lesnar in his match with Roman Reigns?
1: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Other than other than the well, look, other than screw him out of the title, you know, and that doesn't always make sense. I know, but in in wrestling terms, sure, you know, yeah. Sure, you know. I, I think I think screwing somebody out of getting a title is bigger than letting him win the title so you can take it away. Sometimes in in revenge land, I guess that is a uh, professional wrestling storylines. So, uh, what about you, LB? You're a long time. Uh, you, you gotta be a long time Taker fan in general. What do you think about his return? Uh, do you think he's kind of more true to form this time?
3: Um, well, uh, when I watched the pay per view, I was um, quiet for most of it. Uh, There was a few parts that I liked, but um, I can tell you that when the lights went out and The Undertaker showed up, I threw my hands in the air triumphantly and shouted, yes, that's the stuff. (laughs) I was very excited to see The Undertaker. um, And uh, yes, I'm a longtime fan of The Undertaker and uh, all of his permutations. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I do agree with Eamon that it's weird that he... Took a year off and did some other stuff first, but uh, you know, better late than never. I say,
1: sure, why not? Why not? What yeah. about you, Riz? What's your feeling on Taker? Well,
2: I was on board with it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, it was kind of a flippy type maneuver to have him do it now, yeah, than at, at Mania. But at least we're having a blow off match to be to, to have that match. Because Undertaker, from what I rem- remember in my remember box, doesn't like losing, and he's going to do like, like the casket match at at SummerSlam against Yoko. SummerSlam or Survivor Series? I'm not sure. Oh, it's SummerSlam. Called. Yeah, uh, he came back and destroyed Yoko. Uh, uh, but um, but the point is, uh, I'm I, I'm with Eamon again on this about him waiting until until uh, now but I think it was more of a let's see if he can still wrestle before we put him against Brock Lesnar who mm-hmm. nearly killed him two years ago right, right, let's see if he can actually do things in the ring so I think that's why they gave him Bray Wyatt and, and from the little we've seen of him
0: like from battleground on, he looks much better now than at Mania. Mm-hmm.
2: D P mm-hmm. Yoga. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for this.
1: Do you guys? I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Finish up.
2: And I, I'm I'm more excited because of the things Paul Heyman has said right. about this.
1: Right. So 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 now I've noticed two significant changes. One, he's wearing pants. Right. Sure. Right. And 2 he has hair. He doesn't have the stupid mohawk. Um, I'm pleased because uh, the last few years when he's come out with the mohawk and the full, full uh, 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 tights, I think it just makes him look even older and weird. You know? Um, like, he's great. I'm into all of this until he takes the hat off. You know, <laughs> uh, and then yeah. oftentimes we haven't seen him until WrestleMania. He's doing vignettes, doing crazy stuff in Pittsburgh. Bray Wyatt was doing a thing with an urn in the ring, and we got a voiceover and a video, right? And smoke, you know, throughout the arena. Uh, I, I like that this is like this him. We're not hiding that he maybe doesn't look too great. He still performs in the ring. I, I think it, I don't think he's turned in a bad match in the last 10 years, you know, but he's only doing one a year for the most part. Um, except for the weird thing with Brock, Brock, of course, when he got concussed. And this is another chance for that to be a really good match. And I think we are going to have a really, really fun, really good match that we're all going to be into here coming up at SummerSlam. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I which made me wonder if he's going to be American Badass for a moment, but I, I don't think he'll ever come I back think, to that. I think this
0: incarnation, at least from the way it seems, kind of like the best combination of Dead Man and American Badass.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. he's got more of a, like you say, he's got like the... the he isn't going fully gothic, right? He's going more like old, um, old timey, like you know. Um, He's going sort of like Death Valley, kind of. You know right. what I mean?
1: He's going back to that Undertaker that came back at WrestleMania twenty. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that Undertaker, <laughs> that's, and, that's and I would love them
0: to focus this feud more on like the badass side of Undertaker, right? More than like the supernatural side,
1: right? And, and I think that that's it. I think you will find. You know, uh, somebody's mentioned, I don't know if they, they just didn't know this before, but somebody's saying at our pay-per-view party, he's like, oh, he's have learned gloves like Brock Lesnar. He's been wearing those gloves for several years. He's had this MMA tendency for mm-hmm. several years. There's the key lock that he does. Key lock? He's
0: going to lock him in the taking camera business.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and I think if it becomes more of a legit fight between the two of them. Uh, you know, this, you know, uh, this guy's been a badass in wrestling for years. And these, remember, these are two guys that I thought had a, an amazing string of matches back in the day, and even a hell in a cell, uh, in Brock's first run, uh, uh in the mm-hmm. business. I think maybe his second year in the business, actually. Um, actually that might've been his first year in the business. Now I'm thinking about it. Cause I think he had the belt at the time after the rock, uh, but, uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to this. I think we're going to get a lot of fun stuff out there.
2: And, and the best thing about the about. The Undertaker doing this now is <clears throat> they they are going to have him do house shows, really? Get his face out there, really? Yeah, they they announced he is going to be on the uh, the world the the, Me- the uh, Mexico tour.
1: Okay, really? Okay, oh, so yeah. so they, they announced
2: that on the Spanish team on the Spanish team on Raw announced that. Okay, like right away, uh, so he's going to do other shows besides two pay-per-views a year.
1: There's definitely been a shift because it felt like, I I think they're finding they need to do more than just the B team when they go out to those foreign markets. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, these people are watching our shows and they want to <clears> see undertaker. And now they get to see undertaker. Right. Uh, I right. think, I think that's very, very important. You know, Jericho doing the house show only circuit, right. Uh, you know, just try to bump those numbers up. Those numbers were not good in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm sure they mm-hmm. did, you know, they did fine, but in comparative, like a SmackDown over holiday house show a couple of years ago did much better than what I saw a couple of weeks ago here in Pittsburgh, and uh, but I, I want to get a little more back to those numbers. Uh, I think in combination with our next discussion. Any last thoughts on Undertaker before we move on?
3: Uh, I'm glad to see he's still doing stuff.
1: Yay, yeah. stuff! Uh, actually, real quick, a line from this email I want to read in the next segment. Uh, Mainstream.
3: What, what? No. What? I would. I had a second part. <laughs> to oh, I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm glad, I'm, it's okay. I'm glad to see he's still doing stuff, but, uh, I hope that when it comes time to wrap it up, he understands that it's time to wrap it up.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: I uh, think that I know people have probably been saying this for a very long time, but I just don't think he has too much gas left in that tank.
1: No, no, but at least they're stretching out a little bit more and, and, and he doesn't look as worse for wear as like say a Ric Flair does. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. From the chat, Mad Mike's saying, "Smart money says Taker of Mexico show is going to be on the network." I, I hey, I would love to see them. He's going
2: to be on all three nights.
1: Okay, okay. What they could pick, they could. There were it, there were several shows in Japan over that weekend, mm-hmm. um, so they just pick one big one, maybe from uh, you know something in Mexico City, perhaps. Yeah, and, and Mexico wouldn't
0: be as much as a, of a nuisance, I guess, when it comes to. <laughs> Like especially like with the time zone stuff. Getting up know. at
1: five thirty in the morning with my fruity pebbles—that's not going to happen this time. So nope. uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll be uh, uh, Saturday night at ten o'clock with the burrito. Yes, uh, and also, uh, what—that's well, what? kind of racist. <laughs> <That's> really- <laughs> Why? I'm I'm just. I no no seriously they got good burritos and tacos like like authentic Mexican like right up the street here I uh, can get and yeah I know what and, you mean uh, you know what I mean you I know. know what you mean hey, get- I just
0: came back from Chipotle by the way no so. <laughs> so, this isn't validating Sorg's point at all
1: that's why he's part of the Tex Mex Express on Thursday nights on the midweek war. What's up, Oh no, yeah, um, but uh, uh, anyways, uh, mainstream Matt sent an email uh, that I think is going to be more applicable to our next segment. But I, I, we did have a, a mention here. Uh, you had a non-finish in the main event in favor of a, in favor of a confusing confrontation that made me think Undertaker may have turned heel. I will give credit to Taker's pro- promo on Raw for setting the story straight. Um, it is interesting because um, Brock was very face going into this because he was a person wronged, and I, I don't think our, our our face heel thing really works. In this situation, Brock has never really been the heel. He's just a guy that goes out and kicks ass. And it didn't really mm-hmm. matter. I guess he's mostly been on the heel side. But in this case, it was really easy to say, no, he's just going to come out and kick ass. And now you agree with his reason. Right? And now, and actually, I think people can pick either side for Undertaker, Brock, in reasoning here as well. So. All yeah. right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, I agree. So uh, if you want to check out some wrestling, uh, support some of the little guys around, we've got PittsburghWrestling.com, and very soon we're we'll going to have a redesigned IndieWrestling.us as well. But right now, if you go to PittsburghWrestling.com, we got so many titles over there, including the latest from Vicious Outcast Wrestling, Super Indie 14. We talked to a lot of those participants over on the Indie Mayhem Show, including the Ring of Honor's. Ray Rowe, Cedric Alexander, some locals like Dylan Bosick, who I just saw tear, tear it up in the ring with uh, Jerry the King Lawler this past Saturday night at Northeast Wrestling in Niles, Ohio, and also uh, the crazy, crazy match Akuma versus G-Raver uh, from Unleashed last month. The, the fans bring the Weapons False Count Anywhere match, uh, so please go check that out. Support Indie Wrestling. We got Hardcore Legacy. Uh with uh with new voiceovers, uh comment, comment comments commentating. What's the word, Amon? Commentary. Commentary, thank Commentary. you <laughs> by Shane Douglas himself over some uh, little scene footage on that one. Uh AJ Styles of Missing Matches, Finding Zach Gallant, so much more digital downloads, DVDs, all of it right there. You can get you can go buy it right now while you're listening to this show, and by the time you're done listening to this show you probably downloaded it, and you can go watch that, uh, that 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 show right away. So go, please check it out. Pittsburgh after,
2: after our show.
1: After our show, yeah, you took the time listening to this show to download the thing, so you got just got like you got the next yeah, but, thing in uh, your watch playlist.
2: DVD, watch it after you listen to us.
1: No, but you know, you can listen to us and then watch the thing. That's okay. That's okay. You mean know, just you know? Sorry, Joe Dombrowski. we're going to skip your commentary, and we're going to listen to the Great Wrestling Mayhem Show. It Joe, what's up? Oh, See you next week, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I didn't.
2: I didn't say that, Joe. That was that was Michael. That was sword. Yeah,
1: that's right. Sword. That's right. Hey, things get a little tenuous when you're up against a deadline on a DVD release involving a, <laughs> involving a man named Virgil. Uh, anyways. <laughs> go check that out. Hey, that's coming out next week, actually. Uh, The Legend of Virgil and his traveling uh, table uh, is going to be uh, July 29th. And uh, please, please go check that out. Please go check that out. So, anyways, next up. uh, There was an interesting discussion over the last couple days. uh, uh, You know, kind of started with you guys last night on the Hangout and the the Raw Wrap-Up. And it's been developing on the Facebook and everything. The Glassina. uh, What what up-and-comer can break it? And there's been a, a, a few different kind of threads of this discussion that have been coming up. One side of it, Antonio Garza, um, put a article into the Facebook that caught my attention, and it was kind of just kind of a pontificating sort of thing why almost every everyone becomes just another guy and i feel like that's happening now so kevin owens feels like he has just uh, faded into the six man tag main event situations uh, after this week and, and losing twice to cena uh, i disagree with all of you that think that kevin owens has not been treated correctly mm-hmm. with his tap out loss i agree completely i, with that. I did, no it doesn't matter it got <laughs> it no john no, that, that it doesn't that matter was- and and if you're really pissed about the booking of John Cena it's the John Cena show in WWE right now just like it was the Hulk Hogan show in the 80s that's my take on it that's my take on it uh I but totally agree, that's so. what you have your lucha undergrounds so you're good and that but should and that right. should mellow you out <laughs> for if you choose to watch Monday night raw um anyways but but no i think i think generally this is right, because, I mean, we feel like Cesaro's kind of faded through, and what does it take for a guy to pop up? Now, I think Seth Rollins has popped up. I think he's a perfect example that has. So what is it that Seth Rollins has that your Dean Ambrose, your Cesaro's, your, I don't I think Kevin Owens is still a work in progress. I don't count him out yet. You know, he might be doing some cool things by the end of the, I, I'm, I'm curious what's happening next for him. Don't get mad when he's not going against John Cena or something of that caliber, um, because whatever is next is going to be a placeholder for that next thing that's going to happen, right? So, that uh, sorry, that's my side take on that. Anyways, anyways. But going back to this, so so let me let me go uh, hit up on uh, mainstream Matt's... Um, as we talk about new guys coming up, wanting to see something different, I think this really kind of fits into that. He says, good evening, my fellow Americans. Uh, a, a, a post on the uh, WMS Facebook group revealed a lack of consensus on Battlegrounds, so I wanted to restate my position. Uh, to him, uh, Sunday's show was a two-hour, 45-minute DVD. Oh, no, Dud. My font's a little weird. Sorry about Pass, that. Yeah. Two hour, 45 minute. DUD. All caps. And no, the events on Raw did not make everything better. I think, I think, it, was, I think it was okay, Raw, but I agree. It didn't make Battleground better. Uh, he has this bit about Undertaker and the non-finish. He didn't think uh, Reigns-Wyatt was very good. I know I'm not alone. Reigns was having the best match on every pay-per-view since Fastlane. He meets Wyatt and poof coincidence also a weird finish there with the Wyatt's coming back you know a screwy finish uh the outcome to owen cena was not good again i disagree the tap out lost mm-hmm. ko was not what he needed maybe he's turning face that could happen but it doesn't justify that finish in fact it probably makes it worse uh we've seen this all before rusev wyatt heck even edge ran into the ceiling cena ceiling how long must this go on i thought john was gonna start putting guys over owens punk brian really good but not quite as good as they could have been all pushed aside for a status quo that wears jorts and ugly t-shirts i fear for rollins i doubt he can survive a feud with cena right now wwe is days away from an update on the update on the network subscriptions tv ratings are down brock can't be there every week so it's back to status quo cena I expect he'll win the title at SummerSlam, but hey, more open challenges, right? Because that's worked out great for everyone not named John Cena. Peace, Mainstream Matt, home of the TNA Big Board. I got to see the Big Board in person, I, I, and it's majestic, by the way. Um, uh, also, uh, sent <laughs> sent on from my hashtag, heel iPhone. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts, Eamon? I,
0: I will say this. I actually disagree with a lot of what Matt said in the email. I actually really like Battleground. Uh, I, I, you know, i I think too many people in this, this discussion, not to knock the discussion, which I think is great,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: too many people made it a John Cena issue, mm-hmm. and too many people were, this was like the bash John Cena thing. This isn't just a John Cena problem. This is a problem that happens throughout the WWE right now.
2: Mm-hmm. This is
0: a John Cena problem, a Randy Orton problem, a Brock Lesnar problem, a, um, you know, the hey. top guys problem there is a big issue with them not making new stars and i really think that's a problem Mm -hmm. um my testament to that um i think it can be argued maybe kevin owens tapping a battleground didn't hurt him necessarily i think that can be argued what i did think was a real testament and what's something i think did real really hurt them as much as i love the brock taker stuff from raw having him russo cesaro even sheamus um, you know, in, being just involved in that everyone on the roster in that pull-apart brawl thing. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't see Randy Orton in there. You wouldn't see John Cena in there. You wouldn't see those top level guys in there, and I think that's a real testament. There is a place where they feel, and we've talked about this before on the show, like it, with Taker and Lesnar, they're doing this match because they they know it will sell SummerSlam. They do this all the time with WrestleMania as well. They put in the big tier matches are from guys who are either, um, guys who aren't on the show all the time or are guys that only wrestle occasionally like a Triple H. Um, and there's not a lot of focus on those mid card ass kind of talents. Usually they'll get lumped into a giant multi man match or in a battle royal and, you, yes, John Cena is the Hulk Hogan of our generation, but there is a time, there was a time when Hulk Hogan left uh, WWF for WCW, and WWF was like, what do we do? What do we do? We don't have, you know, the star power. We don't have the, 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 the thing that is getting people to watch our shows. And it was, all, it, was a moment, it was a moment of panic. Yes, they recovered, but you need to create these new stars to where you aren't relying on them.
2: But they didn't recover until years later. Mm-hmm. I would say until so like 98, yeah. really, completely. Right. right. Oh. But that's the thing. They're trying not to have another, another Hulk Hogan situation where John Cena, they, they feel John Cena could go somewhere, could not like things happening that doesn't involve John Cena. But the thing is when you see the promos that he's cutting with Cesaro or Steen or Owens or anybody, uh, it's, it's about the, f- he's talking about the future. And to me, it it's, it, it got to the point where it's like, okay, when is that coming? When is that going to happen? When's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? Oh, no, there's John Cena again. But I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on this one. I'm I'm fine with the, the main event that nobody else is fine with. Something could happen. Mm-hmm. Remember, and I I totally I this I, I disagree with Edge being involved in uh, Matt's discussion there, mm-hmm. as he above anybody else busted through that John Cena Kurt mm-hmm. John Cena glass ceiling or whatever the hell he's calling it, uh, and it was just. And he made it his. He had that, he had that title for, for a while, and it became his. Uh, and I think, when you look at it, the guys that they have now, they're afraid that John Cena is not going to like the person that takes the torch from him.
1: Honestly, honestly, I don't think it's a matter of what John Cena wants.
2: No, it's, I, not. Again, it's, again, it's not. Again, again, we we it's we we. WWE and, thinks right. that John Cena wants no.
1: Do I? I really don't think it is. I don't think John Cena is a, is a factor. What his opinion and what he thinks is a is a factor. I mean, even him coming out and saying, "I'm looking for that next guy that that is you know that I don't yeah, have but, to be the guy that does all this all the time."
0: I I, I agree. I don't think it's his choice for this to happen but do you not think he has enough influence in that company to to go up to whoever and be like hey guys can we just do this can we yeah. just have him be yeah. me
1: and I think he does do and, and again there's a lot of booking by committee happening and I think that's where everything gets mm-hmm. kind of mired in um LB I think Oh, i want to get lb's thoughts on this what do you what yeah. do you you are the resident john cena supporter in general but uh That's but true. i'm kind of just curious true. your thoughts on this you're having really good days these days you know i mean john uh, cena I became. i don't know at what point john cena became a ring of honor wrestler but okay
3: it's times like this that uh that my uh, john cena gambit is paying off mm-hmm. um But – and I say that, you know, it was a bit and everything like that, but it's – honestly, it's the truth. You Take John Cena. uh, I was actually – I texted this to Riz earlier. Uh, John Cena and the WWE title were meant to be together. The two most important things that we're missing here that we always forget is that number one, the WWE is a business. And number two, we are not the majority audience. We are just the most vocal Mm. audience. So as a result, they are coming up to SummerSlam. They need a big proven name because, as it's been pointed out, that ratings are down. Um, they need a big proven name, and John Cena is that proven name. They, it guarantees that they're going to have kids tuning in left and right to see their favorite wrestler fight that greasy bad guy, Seth Rollins, who has had a title forever. And, uh, and that's unfortunately really all there is to it. Everything else is just mm-hmm. – uh, really interesting, good discussion. Noise.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I'm reading the text right now. You said none of that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I that. What I said was, uh, no. Hold on. I
2: have
3: I this. have it right Let's here. It. It's all no, I'll read it. They should be
2: because it's inev- inevitable. John mm-hmm. Cena and the he- WWE heavyweight champion belong together.
3: Okay, now let me do the the shouty part, okay? (laughs) And it's time. (coughs) (laughs) It's time for the title to come home to daddy. It's time for somebody to have all the titles, and John Cena is the man for the job. The champ is here! That was fun, because I got to both shout and come. (laughs) that's that's right now as 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 far as the discussion as to whether it's actual good business in the long run that's a different discussion completely and Mm. i think eamon's right about that wwe has always had problems establishing new stars and everything like that and this is no exception they like to think in the short term as opposed to the long term that's why when you look at things like nxt and even the wwe network I mean at least the basic idea, that is them planning for the future. That's why we were so surprised when these things happened and that's why I feel that we've embraced them the way we have is because it's something different. It's something fresh. It's something that's going to be good in the long term Mm -hmm. as opposed to next month. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I just think also – we mentioned like, like, I think this is a big case of not just your scene as an Orton's, but like your takers and your Lesnar's and these talents that you do bring in for that name value. Um, w am fine with bringing those talents in, but my issue is that they've all, the their use of those talents for the last, like what, four or five years has all been like putting on dream matches, putting on this big name talent that's going to, bring someone into the building versus this big name talent that's going to bring someone into the building. Mm. I think it's fine to use those talents if you at least let them elevate those lower competitors.
1: That's right. Right. So, so, so you're, you're saying about that. They're losing, using say Brock Lesnar as a crutch. They're using old talent like undertaker, triple H against him as a crutch and, and, like I really I guess you could have used Brock Lesnar as an exa- and Seth Rollins as an example of but he should use Brock to elevate Seth to the level that somebody wants to see Seth as much as Brock.
0: Seth is the only newer guy besides Roman Reigns, actually, that Brock has faced mm-hmm. since he's come back. You know, like that's the thing. Sophie. I I get Brock Taker sells tickets, but wouldn't it sell maybe just around as much tickets to see Brock versus a guy like, I don't know, like Rusev or, um, you know, uh, Dolph Ziggler or something like that. He still has the name value. He still has the drawing ability. Mm -hmm. It's just, you're putting him with somebody that you can allow to get to that point. You know what I mean? I, I, I think I like you, I think you put it perfectly. They're using him more as a crutch as opposed to an
2: actual tool to make new talent. Isn't, That, like, the the goal for WWE, for SummerSlam, is to get viewers, is to get that viewership up, just like it was for, you know, Rock and Cena. You put those two together, I'm going to watch this for John Cena and The Rock, but I stay for (laughs) all the other shit that's going on. I paid for it, now I'm going to watch it.
0: I, I, I get what you're saying, but it goes back to what LB said of that, of that being a short-term goal, not a long-term goal, mm-hmm. and that's what WWE thinks. So- and, and yeah, they'll stay for that mid-card talent, but if it's a show that happens it's, – it's even, even if it's like a WrestleMania, if it's like a pay-per-view, they're going to expect something big.
1: I, I got, and sometimes
0: I, shit happens where you can't always do that.
1: I want to put a side perspective on this, and then and then I want to jump in the chat room and get some of these comments. There's some really good stuff happening in there. Uh, you guys can join us live at com here on Tuesday nights if you want to be a part of this as well. Um, but uh, I, I so so we always say that uh, the mid car is not doing anything, and mid car is doing that. You know, they're, they're buried, buried, buried. You know, but I also want to point out, like when I see. We, I know we don't feel like a lot is happening with the mid card sometimes, but those characters do still resonate. Okay, um, seeing the crowd doing the millions of dollars going back and forth, or even the people clapping and getting into New Day, uh, you know, even as heels and seeing that in person in the live show recently, um, or even seeing Matt's kid chant "The New Day sucks," you know, and 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 and, and getting excited for the uh, New Day is one example, but. Uh, geez who else has popped out or lucha dragons or something like that they're serving their purpose they're in the middle and yeah we want them to be the guys against john cena the guys up top but again it's kind of like that uh, that idea i'm just glad sometimes yeah. when somebody's getting a wwe paycheck but uh yeah. but as long as they're doing good stuff there and unfortunately We're... Qu- go ahead
2: uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry i keep on interrupting you short it's okay Go ahead, if you have a...
1: No, no, no. I I want to see what you were taking out of that.
2: What I took out of that was, and it it kind of meshes together here with what I believe Eamon pointed out before. Or maybe it was you, Uh, Sorg. We're the vocal minority of the group. Right. We have our voice out here. We're talking to you guys about what we want. Right. When we know that we... (laughs) aren't the target audience that WWE is trying to get. They're trying to get the younger people to do it. Yeah. And like like you said with with, uh, Matt's son, he's the target audience.
1: Because he's going to have a podcast in about 10 years and be talking about this too.
2: And probably be angry about some other talent
1: not doing. Things. Man, this this flippity floppeter Joe is not as good as, as uh, Seth Rollins was back in the day. Man, I wish Seth Rollins would come back from his movie business job and uh, take on take on uh, Heath Slater, the current champion at WrestleMania. Oh
2: wow, oh,
0: gee, that, that that's a that's, world I that would like nice to live in. By the way, <laughs> I don't know what you're what you're talking. I'm about. sorry, I'm sorry. It's very but, hot but in the studio. I think that. I just had
1: a fever dream.
0: I'll say this. I agree with you. Yeah, people are doing the primetime players dance and they're chanting New Day sucks. But it will take time to see. But who's to say they can't fade away? Mm-hmm. There are plenty of talented people that got over, that were popular. There were big, I think, sellers in the WWE that faded away and are completely forgotten now. People like a um, like an Alberto Dorio, people like a um, a John Morrison uh, uh, people I'm ju- I'm just trying I just thought of those two names because of the, the only guy, the
2: only name that I can think of that you're talking about is Zack Ryder
0: Zack Ryder yeah, Zack is another one but the, but he's a perfect case of it you mm-hmm. know um, I, I think there is um, there's a difference between it, it's yeah that people can get over in the short term but can they maintain a status and put a company on their back in the long term
1: mm-hmm Right, right. Well, you may never know. Hey, from the chat, like I said, there's some great conversations happening in here. Uh, when, when Mainstream Mad is going to watch New Japan until he forgets who John Cena is. Uh, <laughs>
0: again, it's not a John Cena problem. No, I, I, know, John I know, Cena I know, thing. I know.
1: Uh, also, remember when Rusev Brock was the hottest match on the Mayhem Mania board? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah again, that's booking things. And you
0: can't tell me that Rusev is not a viable opponent in that No, scenario. no, no. Nobody's no. saying that, though.
1: I'm, well, I'm not that. saying you
2: guys are saying that,
1: but I'm like, saying that you're you're over the Rusev? Well, you don't like Rusev's. I don't I have zero
3: interest in seeing Brock Lesnar wrestler oh,
2: wow you, you don't you didn't like Sheamus in the beginning too, and then everything changed.
3: no, it didn't. I hate Sheamus that match at Battleground was painful to watch, yeah. It was a little bit there
2: there was, was a point in time you were a sheamus fan.
3: there was a brief period of time, but that's because he won the Royal Rumble for me
2: Seamus, Association
1: um let's say they want guys uh with larger what than like was it what? <laughs>
2: Remember when he
1: debuted, you didn't even mention his last name? Hmm? Who? Uh, yep. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. And, and our point to this whole conversation.
1: Anyways, back to the chat room, because uh, their conversation makes sense. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, <it doesn't. laughs> uh, they want guys larger than life and the looks of charisma. Uh, Owens is not that guy, says buddy, buddy Landell in the chat. Hey, buddy. Uh Hi, buddy. And I'm with that. You know, I they, they stick guys like Owens in there um, to attract us. And then the kids are going to hate him because he's not Cena and he's kind of a douchebag. Uh, but we're like, yes, please be the asshole, you know, because we want the craze. So it's the attitude era again, right? He's going to play. He, he, he has to lose, right? Because the good guy has to win in this case. And um, it's, I don't know. It, it, I, don't, I don't
0: know about. I don't know about Kevin Owens not having star power though.
1: No, 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 no. And I think it's, it's, it's to develop. Being a
0: face doesn't necessarily mean you have But does he have the
1: crossover? And, 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 and if you're a heel, you're not going to have the crossover appeal. And yes, you're always going to get run over by the faces. That's kind of the point mm-hmm. of wrestling isn't it yeah and the the problem is we now cheer the 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 heels because we appreciate them and say well he should get out there and do stuff but Seth Rollins Seth Seth Rollins for six months has been has been going out there and say how great he is um eking his way through championship matches and yes he's clean one a few of them with Dean Ambrose and such but still Cena coming in and to be the guy that shut him up Makes sense now. He beats Cena, Ooh. gets his way out of it, or cleans him or pins him clean and proves his worth as, as Triple H has been kind of prodding him to do lately. Um, I think helps his stock too, but also kind of turns him in the face as well, a little bit maybe. But, but you know, either way, it's okay if Cena kicks his ass and everybody wins with him, you know, you know, you know title, held, double title held high or wherever the case may be. Because,
2: Sorg, is it okay?
1: No, it's not okay for you, Riz. Oh, yeah. but, no, no. but, 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 <laughs> no, I mean, uh, it, it's, but it's fine with be, me. Yeah, yeah. I, but, 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 as far as wrestling goes, that's how it works. Yeah.
3: Well, it's it it's okay for a short period of time. Because right. I would hold up Bray Wyatt as an example of uh, someone who had the potential to be a great villain, but they forgot that villains have to win sometimes to be taken seriously. <laughs> yep. Right. And now right, right, Bray right. Wyatt is just a roly-poly cane. <laughs> He's a monster that works. That's a great analogy. Roly-poly cane. He's- <laughs> He's a monster that we're supposed to be afraid of, but no one's afraid of him because he never wins a match.
0: Kind of like how big guys are supposed to be threats, but they nev- they rarely ever win.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, every every um, year, gonna, every single Royal Rumble, they say how are they the, throw giant- the giant. Exactly, how are they going to throw the giant out together? <laughs> <laughs>
1: always together. That's fucking teamwork. teamwork. <laughs> yeah. We, should, we should be, Somebody put a music video to every big guy getting thrown out by the rest of the Royal Rumble <laughs> to that song, please. That is your homework assignment, fans. Anybody that even has an <laughs> iMovie account uh, can do that for me, please. I want to see that next week. But anyway, wow, that was great. Guys, I've been having so much fun, uh, but we need to take a break. We need to take a pizza break. As we I, do I at this time. Break. You need a something break. Somebody's, I think Amy's got a poop. You got that burrito from Chipotle is coming through, isn't it?
0: Well, you 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 said it. I mean,
1: yeah, we have an honest, we have to have an honest discussion about uh, Moe's Moe's Southwest Grill versus Chipotle sometime because that's been my it's the one on my route home. So I
2: don't know what the first thing you said was, but Chipotle's pretty great. Does uh does either of those places have pizza?
1: They don't have pizza, but if you want pizza and you're in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, you need to go to SliceOnBroadway.com uh, and please go check out our friends there. Let them know you heard about them from the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And thank you so much, Riz, for bringing this back around. Uh, you're welcome. But uh, they're right here in the South Hills, like I said, on the tracks here in Beachview in the south hills of pittsburgh and uh, also in carnegie pa down there on main street they have beer you can bring beer i believe still byob and they've been supporting pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza for well over a year thank you so much to them please check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com. they're on the twitters they're on that twitter machine hit them up pgh underscore slice slice on broadway on the Instagrams, as well as the Facebook, so you can eat your phone, just like there is. I'm
2: not eating
1: my... Uh, right, right, right? Right. Well, I hope you got a protection plan on that, because those are bite oh, marks. Yeah, I did. Thank you so much to them. <coughs> so uh, to oh. go check out <laughs> that, and please take a look. Here's a peek at last week. In Sogatron Media. Say, I want to ask Chris if she's if you're just like breaking out and Chachi plays plugs like in the middle of the night, you know, <laughs> sleep charging. And she's just like she's just like <laughs> reaches over and like I know I know I'll donate in the morning.
3: You know, typically speaking, by the way, that was like the, my biggest fear was like if a microphone even got within like hundred yards of me, I was
1: like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, I'm mm. gonna combust right now, like this is the end of my life.
3: I don't
2: know if uh, indie wrestling shows uh, had uh, wealthy patrons who uh, earned their money selling LSD all all up and down the West Uh, Coast. I don't know about
1: in Pittsburgh, but I'm sure somewhere there is. That was was the case for the Grateful Dead. uh, I like the
0: hype bros like I like the movie Batman and Robin. Are they a good tag
3: (laughs) team? No. No. But are they entertaining and campy? Yes. Yes.
0: No. Absolutely (laughs) Yeah, Mojo Rally is essentially NXT's bat nipples.
1: Chachi Plays for Kids is coming back again. The 24 hour game thon for youth arts programs in Pittsburgh. August 7th and 8th at the Tunesium or join us live. ChachiPlays.com Find out how you can make a difference to and donate today. ChachiPlays.com Up, down, down, left, right, left, right B-A-B-A, start! Yeah! Check out that so much more at SorgatronMedia.com. We have so many great shows, not even that We even got the Power Hour of myself and LB and some great, and we actually talk about wrestling more often than not on there and comic books and other stuff but really just life uh yeah, so please if you check can out.
3: believe it we talk a lot about wrestling and comic books how about that <laughs> this <is> like <laughs>
0: i want to yeah. show where, you, where it's all about being positive yeah
1: yeah there you go there you go hey a positive show about wrestling sometimes we fail that here but wow. we bring it back around there i know unheard of on the internet these days right anyways but one very positive thing we like to do every week is the biggest of big questions and here to deliver that right to your ear holes is papa lunchbox
3: Yes, 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 yes. Um, I had a conversation uh, about the pay per view with one Jack Bunja. Jack Bunja, friend of the Jack. show, friend of the Panel Riot nice. show, um, and uh, we were talking about the Divas and how they had a really good match, but there wasn't much build for it. There wasn't a whole lot going around. It was a brief introduction, but then they went out and had an awesome match. Um, so the big question this week is this. Um. What makes a good feud? Should the focus be on the build? Should the focus be on the execution of the match? Are they equally important? Uh, Can a match survive with one being better than the other? What
1: makes a good feud?
0: I'm so happy about this question.
1: (laughs) Good. You want to answer first?
0: Uh, Because actually I have been talking about this a lot. Uh, which I think plays into it. Uh, two factors that come into me with a
3: feud. Wait, can, uh, before you say this, uh, I just want to say it makes me so happy when I ask a question and people are like, ah, that's good. <laughs> I want to answer that. <laughs> it makes me ecstatic. Okay, go ahead.
0: Um, two things for me, and these aren't the definitive things of the feud, but like I, I think these are two things you should keep into account always. One is that whatever you do in the feud – should translate over into the actual. <laughs> match. Uh, I bring this up because uh, at Battleground we had a match between Roman reigns and Bray Wyatt which involved Bray Wyatt um, uh, holding up a picture of, of his daughter in like a, in like a, in like a room or whatever. There, you know sneak attacks, like all this crazy stuff hitting a dude with a lantern, uh, all this like crazy psychotic stuff. And the match started with a collar and elbow tie-up.
1: <laughs> then it was just a match.
0: Yeah, it was just a regular wrestling match. Uh, that happened with, I think, one of the matches that gets critiqued a lot for this was the uh, Triple H Randy Orton WrestleMania 25 match mm. where the build had home invasions and <laughs> kissing of other dudes' wives and, and sledgehammer stuff and all of this craziness. And like, it started with a collar and elbow tie-up. <laughs> and was treated like a wrestling match. Uh, the feuds need to play into the actual match or there's no point for the actual feuds. Um, the second thing is that plays into my thoughts on this John Cena-Seth Rollins thing that, that irked me about last night, which was John Cena basically coming out and, and calling Seth Rollins a loser, a joke, someone who doesn't deserve to be where he is, all that stuff. And it can be argued if John Cena goes in into SummerSlam and beats Seth Rollins, what does it accomplish that he just beat a joke? Or if he loses, what is it he lost to a joke? Uh, I think that you have to make the fan seem invested in both sides of the argument. You can be a face and have issues with a heel, but not deride a heel necessarily. and Or not deride a face. Um, and you can validate them without, you know, with still having hatred directed towards them. Uh, I think that's something that needs to be taken into account sometimes.
2: Nice. 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 Okay. Uh, and whoever, Riz? Uh, to me, it, it, it comes down to they have to go hand in hand somehow. Oh either it's gonna be one hundred percent on the not one hundred percent, more like eighty, seventy five percent on the wrestling or eighty, seventy five percent on storyline. But there's that little you have to have a little bit of both to make it worthwhile for me. And and like like Eamon said, we were in the same hangout and all he said was this is we we were both saying this is a feud that deserves just an ass kicking and collar and elbow tie-ups aren't an ass kicking. Uh, so I guess telling a story in the ring as well helps out. Uh, but the story has to be good to make it worth having a storyline in the ring. Uh, we had this discussion all, all the time on TNA, about TNA, uh, Dustin and I just keep on, kept on going on and on and on and on and on about it, kept on going in circles. Uh, but he, he does have some valid points about having it in the ring telling a story. And But the story, like I said, the story has to be really good to have that happen. And sometimes the wrestling alone helps that storyline move on through there. Like, with uh, what uh, with the uh, conversation that started this, the Divas didn't have much of a debut storyline. But their wrestling helped a lot to get, the, to get their names out there. They, they didn't need a storyline. And they just worked out what they've already known for months of how good they are. And... It, it goes it goes to answer your question, it's like a slide sliding scale it just helps making a good match better with a better storyline. That's
1: just me okay okay um i you know I, I'm with you I, i'm think, I'm trying to think good ones there's a lot coming up in the chat room here um and I can't remember the last time when there was just like a great feud like I don't orton Brock wasn't it. The best stuff over the last few years, I think, has been, um, um, you know, Brock Taker. I think Punk Taker was good. I mm-hmm. think that's, I mean, and, and that's even just, that's just built up to a match, not a series of matches. You know what the best yeah. view has been in the last few years that I can recall is Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Yeah. That is personal issues paired with great matches, great storytelling from start to finish there's that pro- mad mikes saying uh uh you know logical progression and in, and in, and in everything and something that something that develops right I mean chris Jericho was a different person by the end of that feud you know and <laughs> and, and and I think again the great storytelling in the ring it has to match um i'm I'm with Eamon on that it needs to you know the feud needs to match what happens in the match, as far as the color, a and elbow and with a blood feud, right? What happened when uh, Ric Flair and Macho Man had their WrestleMania match, and there was uh, the pictures of R- Flair and Elizabeth? It, <laughs> Macho Man came in like a madman and was starting to tear into him, you know, ma- made Flair bleed, you know, and it got crazy. And I think, I think I might have ended in a DQ or something or something weird, didn't it? No, he pinned him. That's right, he did pin him. Um, but, uh, but, but still, like that fit and i feel like we don't get that and, and i don't know if it's the wrestlers or the writers that are disconnecting here so what about you papa lunchbox uh
3: well i think a uh, a well executed match can do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to a feud um but uh in the long run the greatest the greatest matches um are not just memorable for what happens in the ring um i I keep holding, I keep going back to, uh, Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker one, uh, as a standard bearer for incredible matches. It's a good gateway to get people into wrestling. Cause it shows how good it can be. Um, and, uh, but the, the build for that was incredible as well. You had, you know, Shawn Michaels getting the best of the Undertaker. He was the first person to like mess with the Undertaker and then get away with it. He would, uh, he would, You know, run away and scot-free and he would play mind games with The Undertaker, who's known for playing mind games with everybody else, and the build was really, really good, and the match absolutely delivered. Um, If push comes to shove, if you just got two guys who, oh, they just met, and maybe they bumped into each other, and they go out in the ring and have a great match, it's a great match. Um, And it, it can be memorable just for being a good match, but... When you have all the pieces, the total package like that, that's a truly great match that people will be talking about years from now.
1: Awesome, awesome! From the chat room, we had uh, oh, I lost it. Oh, I lost it. But uh, compare compare uh, that to the start of like Rock and Austin and uh, WrestleMania X Seven, and like I said, Mike was saying define characters, define motivations, and logical perfection. It has to make sense. Yep. This this has to be mm-hmm. a it has to be a fight, right? I mean, it, it has to be a fight for something, and and, and it needs to be more. It, it seems like we're just, oh, he's going for the belt. Of course he is, and this is prestigious, and we seem to be saying the same line month after month, and 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 there's no progress there. So, well. On that point, uh, if you guys want to chime in again, hashtag WMSBigQuestion on Twitter. Make sure you've followed at Show as well so we can DM you with your prize. That this week, of course, is going to be Vicious Outcast Wrestling's Rumble Party. They had a big show there uh, the night of the Royal Rumble here locally with guys like Sabu taking on uh, G-Raver, for instance. Some really big names on that from our friends at Vicious Outcast Wrestling. You can get it free and uh, uh, let us know what you think are, are, are the big things about feuds. That you, you know, what makes a feud for you? And it's kind of a side. What was the last great feud that you liked? Like, what is a good example of a feud? I think. Um, now, last week we had a great one. Uh, LB, you you submitted yours uh, digitally. Uh, your your big question, and that was what was I, a thank you. What is a good ring name? And I think we had a lot of fun <laughs> with that conversation. We got some really interesting uh, responses. Uh, first of all, uh, Ed Burke, uh, Magma Priest, out there uh, at Ed Burke thirty seven. Thank you uh best ring name is brett the hitman heart still perfect after all these years really a heel name i always thought too you know like <laughs> like a hitman right but uh, it turns into like he like it transformed in my mind to you know the 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 hitman you know um and 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 it really something that evolved over years too uh lanford paul on twitter DP. Uh, he says the sinister minister, smart, articulate, creative with the wickedest sense of humor. Um, and also Paul Bearer for obvious reasons. And We had a lot of other answers, but these ones really kind of rose to the top. And used the hashtag as well so we could find them again. Uh, this was a weird one. Uh, hashtag Gandalf Hitler. Hands down. And I, I didn't, but somebody looked it up and said, yeah, there's a Gandalf Hitler out there. So, okay. <laughs> wow. I did not expect that to come up. Uh, so uh, those guys, uh, they're going to win a copy uh, digitally of IWC's Best of 2013. Some great, great names on that. Check out all those titles at PittsburghWrestling.com. And sign up for the newsletter over there that pops up at the top of your screen or or at com. You'll get updates on this podcast, all the rest of the stuff we're doing. Every week there's a digest of all the wrestling shows as well as uh, 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 updates for new releases, sales. So you can go clean up. I, I see those like we, we do some coupon sales and I'll see everybody clean up on every night of the superstars that we have on the digital collection and uh, like I said some, some stuff's going to be changing soon and we're going to be putting a lot more digital downloads once that, that ch- change doesn't co- come in effect and uh, there's going to be a lot of great indie wrestling going on. So with that, hey, you know, you can support the show ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, they have a lot of fun stuff including, uh, hey, we're there. We're there. You can support this show. Pick up a t-shirt. Put us on your back. And uh, and and please, uh, we got the Mayhem Show logo, property at uh, WMS, as well as goodtimeswrestlingmayhemshow dot com. Uh, the great. Great designs by the great Alex Cars. and while you're there, there's so much more favorites like Macho Man, Randy Savage. You can get a Super Kick party with the Young Bucks. Got to see them talking to them briefly up at uh, AIW a couple weeks ago. Onto the Giants, represented some guy named uh, CM Punk, some Jabroni, uh, DDP Yoga Bro, um, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, as well as. But but make sure you're supporting the indie guys. Some of the guys that maybe aren't quite as big, you know. They, you know, C- CM Punk. They, they're selling T-shirts, but go check out yeah. DJ Z. Ion, go check out Matt Cross, go check out Friends of the Show like that. Support them just like supporting podcasts. Uh, some guy named Cole Cabana. I mean Jean on this thing. A C H <laughs> you know, all these guys, they get a little bit more. There's probably Lashley with a funny look on his face. Um, Candice LeRae, who was just, we were talking about at great length last week. Um, Papa Shango. Papa Shango's on here. <laughs> what has he got? I wonder if he's got a teacher for each of his gimmicks. Uh, there's some Papa Shango. Yep. There's some Godfather. Okay. All right. The The, the Ho train. That's that's fun. That's awesome. Go check that out. com slash WMS to get you started. All right. We have some emails I want to go through here. Uh, it's like kind of all over the place. So uh, we'll, we'll hit them up and get some commentary and uh, find out what you guys learned this week in wrestling. First of all, from uh, Mayhemers, uh, hashtag Heel Garza reporting for duty. I won't talk Battleground and Raw Ra because you probably know what I thought about it. But I want to bring up a topic in tonight's panel and see what the overall opinion is. Neville. From the last four Raws, he's only been seen in two. And losing to Sheamus and Stardust. His big feuds were Barrett and Dallas since debuting. Plus, he never got his match back against Cena. Would you uh, already Would you already consider Neville to be a lost in the shuffle? Remember remember to thank Stephanie McMahon for making women's wrestling the best in all the world and caring so much. Hashtag Divas Revolution. Zero out. Um, yes. I think we talk about that glass ceiling. I think it is just a... There's so much going on. And maybe he wasn't there this week. Or maybe he's going to do something spectacular on SmackDown. I think you also have to remember, there are other shows on the WWE mm-hmm. collection. of we, like, I haven't seen yeah, this person. He, do, um, he, does. he does do like
2: main event and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, he's having... You, you want to follow a guy like that? Tune in to more from than Rock.
2: And by the way, I've been more interested in a Neville Stardust match because of the way they're promoting the Neville Stardust match. With the comic book-like graphics, the comic book-like uh, promos they're doing, there's still more in this Stardust Neville thing. They're just – it's just the tip of the iceberg now.
1: It is. It is. We'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll do something cool uh, leading up through WrestleMania. But no, seriously, I think, I think even if you just scan them, if you're on WWE Network or, or Hulu, all those shows are on there. Um, so, you know, take a look at the description, like, oh, there's a Neville match. I need to check this out and skip all the raw rebounds and all that crap. And you, you, it's another 20 minutes you've added to watch something. Uh, if you really want to catch these guys, you're like, I haven't seen nothing. Nothing's being done with Stardust. Nothing's being done with Neville. They're somewhere else. If you don't see them on any of those shows in a week, then maybe you should start kind of worrying about the guy. So, but remember there's all, there's how, what are we up to now? Five, six, seven hours of wrestling, wrestling. That they have out there. Um, And you're watching three of them. On a regular basis. Most likely. I'm I'm, I'm broadly putting this out. Because we all talk about Raw. And, and rah, 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 rah. And, and nobody talks about what happens on other shows. Although, funny, they did accidentally put the graphics up for Superstars on the first recap of the night last night. They've been doing that a couple times. Uh, did they do that, Cover kind of, Somebody, mm-hmm. I think they, they got somebody new in there that's been hitting the wrong button. That is hard. You know, I mean, sometimes you just put it on a button and you just got somebody picking their nose or it's the wrong graphics for the show or something like that. And, and it just gets really long and awkward. And somebody's just got this look <laughs> on their face and, and nobody knows for a while, right? I, so. I literally
2: didn't know Sorb was doing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a little visual gag for you guys on the video to
2: notice that i was on the camera that's i was like swords fucking up god damn it so- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyways back to the uh and and, and and hey the divas i think i think we're gonna have some more commentary here about the divas as well uh so uh this one is from this is the ed burke one next right thank you so much i think this sure. is, is this his first email to the show yeah I awesome. believe so. He's been with really, name, he's been talking with us a good bit on, on Twitter. I really appreciate that. So, so for so his first kind of uh, checking in here with us, let me put it on the screen so I can actually look at you guys while I'm reading these things. So, hi. I'm. Hi. Hi, Internet. So I'm sitting here watching Raw, he says, and I, I'm thinking about my opinions on wrestling. Over the past few months, primarily from listening to this podcast, thank you. Okay. I've regained a lot of my enjoyment of wrestling, and I want to thank you guys for that. I'm good. I'm glad we provided a service to you. Um, and beyond that, I've come to both a greater enjoyment of the product and less cynical attitude about a lot of it. Most especially, I've come to a much less cynical idea about John Cena in specific. Will, I think you You got got a new friend. Will, Will, no, I think that that is is headed up from Will right there. There you go. There you go. It's it's okay. It's okay. Um, I lost my place in the excitement. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I will openly admit that I understand him after years of seeing the same matches over and over again. And it took a while to accept that he's better than I remember him being years ago and that the WWE leaning on him like a crutch is not his fault. It actually goes really well with our earlier conversation. But but sitting here uh, watching him come out to confront Seth Rollins instead of anyone else really reminds me of the problems I've had with the WWE and their handling of his character. I know it's not John Cena's fault that the WWE rely on him above other wrestlers. I know it's not John Cena's fault that they seem to have no ideas other than throw John in the mix. I know it's not John Cena's fault that so many wrestlers have been abandoned and left to, 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 to languish after being run into the great wall of Cena headfirst. There's a lot of the good ones this week. Uh, I know all of this and I want to keep the cynicism in check. I really want to, but it's so hard when they hit you in the face with all the reasons to remain a cynic. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm overreacting to one segment, that's quite possible, and I hope I am, but sure as hell, fits the pattern. And, and I think a lot of people uh, are really fitting a lot of the commentary in the in the Hangout Last night and everything, uh, you know, as, as as we kind of already mentioned uh, there. Any, any comments to this, any response to this you guys have? The only
2: thing I'm going to say is they have five weeks.
1: That's true, yeah.
2: They, <laughs> things can change. Mm-hmm. In five weeks,
1: but it it's so much. Also, we say well, they have five weeks to develop this, but y'all gotta re- remember, we go back to the general fan that just tuned in last night and try and decide if they were entertained and maybe switched over to a rerun of Gotham. You know what I mean? Is in our consideration? But
2: all right, did somebody do that sort?
1: No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like in general, there's like WWE has a lot of competition. And it's not just wrestling anymore, and they admit that too. Mm-hmm. This is, I believe, this is. No, this isn't Carlos. This is this is Mad Mike's. This is, uh, did not tag these appropriately. I'm sorry. Hey guys, just wanted to elaborate a little bit on the topic of the day, which is the of course, the co-star of Trainwreck, John Cena, which I heard was a very funny movie from a coworker who is not a wrestling fan. So. Now listen, as I've said multiple times, John Cena is a person; is great. John Cena, the athlete, is hell. This is this is a, everybody's gotten the same bandwagon here. Um, it's not <laughs> his fault. Get Gene Snitsky. It was not John Cena's fault that he's so good. <laughs> um, it's not, but John Cena, the product sucks. It's stale. Anytime we think we might get a new wrinkle, is this, didn't we just have a conversation about John Cena? The product does not suck a week ago and now it's got 180 on everybody. Um, Yeah. uh, The product reverts back to old uh, uh, LOL know, wins mentality, and Cena becomes stale uh, uh, toast again. Uh, It's not Cena's fault. This is the fault of WWE, who's afraid of trying to make stars and have only uh, been two calendar years in which Cena has not held a world championship. Hey, there was a year, and I love that that was the play up to uh, The Rock Cena 2, where he just had a bad year. Like, I thought that was the best. That was the most character building they had done with John Cena in a long time. You know, and Mm -hmm. and I thought it was really good. And and then again, you got that. He had to win that guy, that one. He really had to win that one Mm -hmm. in the long run. So. Anyways, sorry. Ambrose given Rollins has been more interesting and has given some fresh faces, title shots like Ambrose and Reigns. That's kind of an interesting pairing there. It's a trend that we could have continuous, especially with SummerSlam already sold on the match of Taker versus Lesnar. Rollins should have been given a match that he can win, but still put on a good show. I think Bobby said it best last night on the Hangout: WWE won't be able to make new stars until they can shatter the class cena. So, there you go, thank you, everybody. Uh, you can check out uh, you can you can send us your thoughts. We read all of them, even if we don't read them on the air, but a lot of them get on the air. Good times at dot So now I want to know what you guys learned in wrestling this week. We got a lot going on, but first let's touch on our panel. Papa lunchbox. do you have one?
3: Um, what did I learn in wrestling
1: this week? Sorg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This
3: this week, this particular week.
1: Riz, what did you learn in wrestling this week?
3: <laughs> this
2: week?
1: Th- this week.
2: Hmm. this week right now.
1: This very week. <laughs> Eamon, what did you learn in wrestling this week? And
0: I, I learned because I prepared. Uh, oh! <laughs> so
3: I no, Eamon, you're supposed to keep the bit going. Yeah. No. Go,
0: no, I got to learn stuff. <laughs> uh, I learned that uh, while uh, so many people in the WWE are worried about uh, snatching the brass ring, Sasha Banks is too busy snatching edges.
1: What?
0: It's a metaphor for uh, ripping out people's weaves.
1: Oh yeah! Not a bad boy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That She's was the
0: queen of snatching edges.
3: That was too street I, for me. I learned, I learned young
1: people slang so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must be a Corpus Christi uh, term down there. No, not really. No, not really. No. Okay, all right. Uh, Riz, what did you learn?
2: I, I learned that I missed a lot in the week. I, I didn't really watch that much wrestling when I was on vacation last week. Mm-hmm. I, I just saw it like when you guys were talking about it and then I was listening to you guys and I just missed a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I came back here and everybody was yelling again. So I didn't miss anything.
1: <laughs> so as, as so many things changed, well actually nothing. Uh, what about you as Papa Lunchbox? As the world turns. Papa Lunchbox?
3: Uh, I learned that uh, uh, Daniel Bryan was almost named Buddy Peacock or Lloyd Boner. Wait, really? Wow. Yeah, seriously, it's in his book. His book came out this week, and uh, that's one of the things. No, wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: But I realize we were there. We were there the night that he revealed that he was named Lloyd Boner, right? Oh my God, yeah, you're, you're right. At yeah.
3: the Chikara
1: show, and yeah, <laughs> you're totally right. That was the last he time was, I saw he you. Was, he was joking that those were the. <laughs> na- That's a weird way to play. Hmm. That's the time we almost killed him in the parking lot with chops, too. Correct. Mm-hmm. That wasn't
0: the last time you saw me in person. Was it? It was, it was one
3: time after that. When was that? Oh, when like he was later. in the studio, was he?
0: Remember when I had the Stoke Monkey head on and you were rubbing my nipples and shit? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, I do I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good. We should do that again.
2: Wow. <laughs> And we should not. Well, this got weird. This <laughs> got really weird. Listeners, uh, Stoke Monkey is a giant monkey head, and Lunchbox has
1: just just, the, just just look up the Stoke Monkey and, on the internet. That's the explanation.
2: <laughs> and, and Lunchbox <laughs> likes to touch people who are in the studio with him.
1: That's true. So That's real. true.
3: And uh, yeah. somebody might learn that coming up soon.
1: Like that person behind you?
3: <laughs> no, no. He's not going to be in the studio, sword. Oh, you're in the you lunchbox
1: are. studios over there, and you're, I don't. What? You're going to be in the
3: studio, I'm, Sorg. I'm
1: going to be what?
0: <laughs> I love that this is happening. Sorg. And, a
2: and, and sword. Hey, sword. all going sword. about
1: day. Sword. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't care. Uh, wait, <laughs> what did you
2: learn from wrestling this
1: week? Uh from wrestling. From wrestling, I learned. Ooh, do I do I go there with this? I learned that. I learned Go that. There, name, is, this, is, this, is this too weird? Okay, I learned that Jerry Lawler openly looks at porn on his phone in the locker room. Oh!
2: Wait, you just learned that?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoa, there's a problem of just kind of figuring it happens and be like looking down and be like, oh, shit, look at that. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, yeah. In no, person. Did, you
3: ever, did you give one? Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah. Okay. If you want to know more about the, that and other stories from my weekend, with uh, some big names like uh, Matt Hardy and uh, Kevin Nash, and uh, and uh, who else was on that show? Magnus and Mickey James. Mickey James touched me, guys. Oh, get hit by train. I'll never wash my back. And other
3: other Wait, great what? great people. What? What? Was it to was it to hand you her child and say here hold this briefly?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did see their child. And they brought the child to the wrestling show because they were both on the card. And, did you uh,
2: ask her how the train felt? When you-
1: n- no, no, I didn't have a chance to really converse. But she talked to me through the camera lens.
2: Whoa! Wow!
1: In a wrestling <laughs> fashion. Find out more about that, that, that on Indie Mayhem that Show this wink, week.
0: That wink did not seem in a wrestling fashion.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, guys. Oh, uh, From listening. the chat room, uh, Mainstream Matt learned that there's now a strange woman lurking behind LB. Hello.
2: Hi. <laughs> Hello.
1: Uh, she's all over the internet tonight. I don't know how much she's aware of that. I learned that. Has she watched the oh, show? Is, is she, does she know what you're doing right now?
3: She hasn't. She hasn't seen this show. She's seen Sawtooth Willie, and she's been here for a recording of Panel Riot and a recording of uh, the Power
1: Hour. She's she's seen Sawtooth Willie yet she's still at your house. So that that <laughs> <Right>? says something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I a mean, good sign. I mean, that's like that's like the that's like the the like like <laughs> that's what you put on your eHarmony profile, and if they still <laughs> swipe right, I'm I'm confusing apps now. Uh, but that is
0: not eHarmony.
1: Amen knows. Amy <laughs> knows. Amen's gonna give me the Tinder report later. Uh but anyways, uh that's wait, I didn't get that's not the gay one. No, that, that okay anyways. Uh oh my God. That's Mad brighter. Mike learned Rider. that uh he's actually excited for a vampiro match in twenty fifteen. <laughs> that's awesome. From the chat actually from Twitter, Ed Burke again, he said that he learned that Raw Locker Room's about as effective at restraining Brock and Undertaker as the Japanese military fighting Godzilla. Also from the Facebook is usually our longest "What I Learned" post. Uh, Bobby FJ Town, WWE needs to create new stars, but someone now break the the last that's where we got a lot of that missy not the ones you're thinking uh she says that diva's division is better than ever before and that in the wrestling you can always go back home not sure who she's refer- referencing on that one uh garza learned that Stephanie man has an ugly addiction due to the spotlight and now every time a diva is on screen we must thank Steph and suck up to her <laughs> He was really taking the Stephanie stuff personally. guards is like vindictive against that. Uh, Gabriel learned that The Undertaker can still cut an amazing promo. Also learned Vampiro has never had a single match in the WWE or WWF. Uh, Matthew out there. You know there. who else hasn't? Who?
0: Jushin Thunder Lager until Oops. a couple weeks from tonight. Oh, and
1: I can't see it live. It kills me. It kills me. Um, <laughs> Kie- well, Kieko? Keiko? Keiko. Thank you, Keiko. Uh, that no matter how hard someone tries to grasp a brass ring, Cena will steal it first. Wasn't enough hate on Cena on this thread, so I had to do my part. Uh, Matthew <laughs> says <laughs> Cena wins Garza also learned, Garza again getting in there, uh, that WWE has a mid-card of geeks that can't stop two old men from fighting each other, which also serves to identify who is protected and who isn't on the roster.
0: Perhaps <laughs> not that
1: old. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, Katie dutters uh, that uh, uh, she should always make sure that her weave is firmly attached before she wrestles. Jen Carlin's, uh, your favorite wrestler doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Matt Carlin's the only uh, the, the only the combined positivity of Bo Dallas and the New Day can tame Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, that a certain guy that went to MMA was right about part-timers stealing the spotlight all along. And Kizhivkau, that if you are not Brock Lesnar or his associate, you will disappear if the Undertaker shows up and never come back for at least twenty-four hours. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hey, yeah, that's right. Brock is a grandpa apparently. That's that's by marriage, isn't it?
0: That's fucked yeah. up.
1: So, Mike Learned gets to see Oh uh, Jushin Lager this week. So. All right, guys, please let us know your your thoughts on everything. Contribute to the show. Good times at WrestlingMamShow.com. Good
0: times.
1: Four one two four wms 0 Please go to WrestlingMamShow.com for the subscribes and the buttons and the shows and the things and the and pops. And, uh. No. Oh, no. can't make the
0: jokes anymore. Can't no, we can't do that today. anymore.
3: No. Those are, nope. Those are off. Those, those are off. off. Hmm. Oh.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Even though I was that close to going doll. <laughs>
1: uh, it's just a force of habit. But uh, anyways, uh, let's go check out all that stuff. All the great shows coming up. We got J-Rock and and if you remember last time he was on, we let him talk for an hour. I don't think we even got an hour uh, word edge wise because uh, he was really pissed off about Jake Roberts at the time. So we got him back here tonight on the Indie Mayhem Show. So check out the Indie Mayhem Show uh, episode seventy nine and uh, conversations of uh, indie wrestling in general. Thank you everybody. The Riz is uh, Riz plays games on the Twitter and he's on InstacoinToBegin dot com. Check out his articles and uh, thoughts and everything over there. Hi. Hi. Uh, I Amen at aiming too, please. Also the uh voice and tweeter of Inspire Pro Wrestling at InspireProWrestling.com. dot com.
2: Yes indeed.
1: You should check it out. It's the hottest thing in indie wrestling right now.
0: It's the hottest thing. We just announced that Battle Wars is coming back, our joint stuff with Chikara Pro, so ooh, nice. Ooh. Tickets will go on sale for that uh this Friday, so be sure to check that out.
1: Nice, nice. I like
0: your hair potions there.
1: Yeah. And also the the voice of Box is Papa com and the Power Hour. That's true.
3: That's absolutely correct. This week on Panel Riot, uh, I am pulling from the stack. What does that mean? And what does that mean to you becoming a Patreon subscriber? Tune in and find out. PanelRiot.com. Mm-hmm. 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 and I'm at
1: Sorgatron with so many things going on we talked to a conductor uh, conducting here in Pittsburgh uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Final Fantasy mm-hmm. with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra over at AwesomeCast.net I talked about podcasting with the great Justin Kanaki, co-founder of PodCamp Pittsburgh at, on there as well uh, we talked about wrestling in a fashion over at the Power Hour and just go sign up for things so please let us feed feedback subscribe share it with your friends it's what you can do if you can't help us monetarily if you can't buy the things tell people about it that's as good as cash sometimes thank you so much everybody for joining us our awesome chat room live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com about 9 p.m eastern time you can join us for three hours of wrestling talk sometimes more we'll see you guys next time mayhem out This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.
2: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky
1: just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we
1: lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest
3: registry.